right. Well, hello. Welcome back to the Anchor Family Ministry Podcast. We are two dedicated staff members today helping families navigate what it looks like to build disciples at home. So we got myself, Daniel Neundorfer, and then also today, Paul Allen is here with us. Hey. Fresh new voice. <laughs> Daniel and I. Yeah, yeah. Without Jennifer. So we got to be a little peppy today and try to be a little. She just brings the, I don't know. She, yeah, yeah, pep. She yeah, brings, she does. Everywhere yeah, she goes. The pep, the animal, the dog, and pep. So, pep and step. She's got great brand new blue framed glasses. She brings the spunk, the style, the flair. Two guys. So this will probably go quick. Yeah. Getting Sorry. down to business. Yeah, I didn't mean that in a negative way. And just, I was just saying, we're, we probably don't have a whole lot of words. We'll do our best. Let's start talking about like movies or something. Or oh, yeah. Hey, man. Hunting. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm what's always last, out there in the woods. What's the last time? I just came off the Daniel trail. and I hunted. I don't know. I've never hunted in my entire life. I messed with it when I was little. But yeah, as an adult now, I haven't. I shot some BB guns at <laughs> birds and squirrels yeah. when I grew up. and. Right. Definitely. I don't remember if I hit any, but I kind of want to remember that I didn't. They probably remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It stung. There's still some squirrel following me yeah, around, plotting yeah. his revenge. Yeah, definitely. I remember my BB guns were never strong enough. It just made them mad. They're like, mm-hmm. we're going to get you. Squirrels are devious. They are. That's for sure. Yeah. I remember this one story. It's about this guy in a park. He was eating lunch and this squirrel jumped on his table. He happened to be reading in the paper about squirrel attacks. It was in that park. He's reading a newspaper. It's like in, you know, Pelham Park or whatever. And he's like, I'm in that park. And he looks up and there's a squirrel literally on his table. And so he jumps up and runs away. And then his phone starts ringing and his phone was on the table still. And then he looks at the squirrel and the squirrel has a miniature tiny cell phone. And it's the squirrel who's calling his phone, trying to entice him to come back so that he could attack him. I... That's not true. No, but okay. The, the first part of the story was true, all up into the part where there's a tiny yeah. miniature cell phone that a squirrel uses to, I'd, you know, call you to get you back. I wonder if he heard <laughs> music, you know, that ominous music. That oh, if yeah. it were a movie, it would have started playing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good times. I wasn't so much into hunting a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to, but just didn't work out. But I did a lot of trapping, mm-hmm. but like live trapping, like with those cages, you know, where the door falls down or Uh I would create my own. I was real into that. And I can just tell you, chipmunks are almost impossible to catch. I try. And finally, (laughs) I mean, I think I finally did. Yeah. They're, they're quick. They're just really squirrely. Um, (laughs) and, uh, they get out of anything, but I finally did catch one. And then I kind of felt bad. I'm like, well, what do I do with it? It looks miserable. It's Mm. scared to death. Oh yeah. Did that with all the species, raccoons, possums are really easy to catch. Scary looking creatures. For sure. Oh yeah, close. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're scary. They're more scared of you than anything. I think they look cute with their little tails that look like roots. They can from a distance. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'm. I think hunting is cool, and I definitely watch like survival shows. Yeah. And I wish the one thing I wish I knew was to how to if I were catch an animal and I needed to eat it, I want to know how to prepare it and like get out all the bad stuff so I can cook it and eat it. Right. I don't know none of that. Like a fish. Like, I've caught fish before, but I've never yeah. filleted a fish. I got to do some of that. I had an older brother, and so we did a uh-huh. little bit of that with, with animals and, and fish. So it is good to know. It's good. Yeah, because you I don't want to. I remember watching Bear Grylls. Yeah. yeah. Bear Grylls, if it's straight out of 
the Alaskan rivers, you know, you can just take a nice big chunk of it. I remember that. Sushi. Yeah. If you need some calories real quick, that's, I think every man, it, I, I, like 90% of men, this is going through their brain. Okay. What, what would I need to do to survive? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need this bit of information. So there's certain things I've definitely stored in my mind. I will say, I think about a lot that I'm glad I don't live in the city, like downtown. Uh Uh I think survival gets harder there in like a, you know, serious moment when things are going down, it's getting bad. Zombies are coming in. Like, where do you go? You don't, can't go hide in the woods. What are you going to eat? Like the, hopefully the pigeon didn't fly away, but you know, we're out here in the country where I feel like we got, you know, we can barter with our neighbors. We can work it all out. We can, yeah, we can do Morse code. We're good out here in the country. I mean, this, there's certain neighborhoods, at least in my brain, I'm like, go to that neighborhood if you want some deer meat during a zombie apocalypse because they're everywhere. Yeah. Deer and chickens all over. People have sheep. I mean, we're good. Yeah. Uh, We definitely need Jennifer back because she would have cut this off. (laughs) Yeah. A while back, been like, all right, reel it in, reel oh, it in. This is my favorite game is to play. Uh, <laughs> oh, zombie apocalypse happens right now. What are you doing? Right. Play that with the students all the time. They're like skiing on the mountain. What are you doing right now? Zombies are everywhere. What are you <gasps> doing? I'm climbing, climbing right now. Uh, I don't know how to transition to our topic today. I do, I do. We're talking about communication. If you're going to survive a zombie apocalypse, I think you need clear communication. With your uh, survivor mates. Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you're stuck by yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not much of a chance. But if you communicate and you have a plan, mm hmm. Plan of action. Yeah. On the same page. Yeah. Talking about communication today, communicate or else, because, and actually, we're going to, we figured we could approach it more from like the business mindset, kind of like leadership stuff, management stuff, how important communication is in that realm. Mm-hmm. And you can make the connection to home. And we'll relate it to home anyway, because uh, let's be honest, our houses, our homes are like miniature little uh, business, not business, money, stuff, but like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> relationships, like someone's, someone's leading, some are following. Hopefully that's pretty clear and you got a plan in place and you mm-hmm. got to take time to communicate. And so we're going to talk about communication today, the good, the bad of it because failure to communicate often leads to all sorts of bad stuff. Oh, Mi- yeah. Mistrust. I mean, it leads to broken trust. It leads to a failure a lot of times with your objective mm-hmm. that you said was so important. Uh, it leads to confusion, chaos, and finger pointing. Mm, yep. Don't like it. It leads to wanting to leave work early and hating your job when you get there. Mm. Count clock till you go home. Yeah, just a lot of grief in general, both small and large. Yeah, without communication, things go off the rail real quick, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, so clear communication. And here's what I find is hard is a lot of times I think I've communicated something Mm -hmm. and I realized obviously I did or Mm -hmm. I left some pieces out. You know, so it's it's really tough. There's art to communication. And we're not talking about like necessarily up from on stage. I mean, that's one thing when you're talking to a big group, that's like a different, I mean, that's communication for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm talking more about like with a team of people or the, the people that need to know what's going on, which would be in a family, which would be your spouse or your kids or, you know, friends you're going to hang out with that weekend. People that need to know stuff, what's the best way to communicate to them? We've got so many tools now down to emails, text. I guess you could send letters. Yeah, why not? You can still do snail mail. But there's yeah. so many ways to communicate with people. We feel very connected. And then we realize, oops, 
uh, I left that person out or somehow it didn't communicate well. Just as you were talking right now, I thought of two things for myself. I think I am a clear communicator. I really do strive to communicate whatever it is I'm saying, like clearly so it can be understood. And then on the, the opposite side of that is I don't catch things right away. And I'm thinking of, there was a text thread that you were involved in, Paul. It was Paul, Greg, and myself. Greg made a joke and it was hilarious, except I didn't get it. I thought he was being totally serious. And I started texting in the, the group text like, oh, no, no, no. Like, what are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. Until I finally caught it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it, it, was, it was a funny joke. And yeah. he, he, he did it well. It's just you can't pick up things on text right, and yeah. stuff like that. And then back to the opposite, the other side. I said, I'm a clear communicator. But I remember just the other day, I said something to somebody. And they interpret it five different ways. They said, oh, so do you mean this? And I go, no, I mean da-da-da-da. And they go, oh, so do you mean this? And it took five different tries for them to understand what I was actually saying. And I guess it kind of humbled me in the moment. I was like, well, two things. It's just we're people and we were interpreting things differently and stuff like that. So we got on the same page, but I was shocked that it took five tries. And it wasn't, I can't remember the exact sentence, but it was not a terribly difficult yeah. sentence or like a situation to understand. And that's not, I don't mean to bash that person. It's just, every time they had a, a wrong interpretation, I totally understood why they thought that. I was like, no, no, not that. I get why you thought that, but no, I'm actually saying this. And then they would go, oh, da, 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 da. Like, no, 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 not that. But, and wow, it's kind of wild that, uh, yeah, yeah, you can be misunderstood. I heard something today that I thought was helpful was that good communicators learn to ask the people they've communicated with, someone within that group who you trust, or whatever, you know, what did you hear me say? Mm-hmm. So in other words, the way I interpret that for home would be like, if I just talk to my son about something I thought was real important or we're having, he asked me a question, dad, how did you know it was time to get married? Oh, you know, mm-hmm. hey, here's the da 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 And I go, blah, 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 and I give a real thorough explanation. Okay, thanks, dad. That mm-hmm. was helpful. Probably good. I say, hey, so what did you just hear me say? You know, yeah, not yeah. in a condescending way, but what did you hear me say? And if they say, heard you say this, you learn something about yourself real quick because you're like, I didn't even realize I said that. And there's right. so many times where I've, especially like preaching or preaching, teaching, yeah, totally. where I've said something and taught something and talked to somebody and they got something out of it totally different than what, yeah, not different, but more or changed. From, uh-huh. I'm like, wow, I didn't even think of that. Wow. And so that's what's hard is when we're communicating to people, their minds are going and spinning. So maybe communication has a lot to do with listening too. Like mm, where yeah. where do you put yourself because when I think, of, okay, if I put it in a business mindset and I think back to the bosses or coworkers I've had that I would consider good communicators, it's usually because they said, hey, when you have a minute, I'd love to catch up with you on something. Mm-hmm. We'd meet in their office and we'd take as much time as we needed to get through that and have a good conversation, good, clear understanding. And I felt like they listened to mm-hmm. me. They shared some things, heard me talk, made sure we were in agreement and then went back, you know, but it took mm. time. So a good situation for listening is important for good communication. Would you say? Can you say that one more time? A good environment for listening would create good communication. So, yeah. I mean, if you're in a chaotic kitchen and you're, mm. you know, you're, you're, you're the boss, maybe you're the manager and you come in and yell something loud over a loud kitchen already. Mm. 
They might hear you, they might not. They might just dismiss you and say, I never heard you in the first place. So when and where's good times to communicate? Everything you said. Okay, yeah, I get it. Well, I'm I'm gonna, well, first off, like communication. You have to say things. I think a lot of times people are assuming that the message they carry in their hearts, especially for family, it's coming across either through actions or this and the other, but a lot of times it isn't, you know, and so things don't get said. Um, And then also, yeah, just like you said, if people, and also on the the opposite side, if you aren't listening and you aren't having a conversation with somebody and giving, uh, giving them that time, that, you know, that attention to convey that you actually care for them, then they're not going to listen to what you say either. So yeah, and then you're talking about creating an environment. I think that's part of the environment too, is just the relationship with between you two. You create you know, a strong enough relationship to be heard and to like know that you care for them because you're listening to them and you're getting the feedback and getting on the same page and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Honestly, it makes me think of God's word. I love that about God's word. He actually communicates to us. You know, uh, I think the gospel message is clear. I know some people don't get it. I know Jesus said, those who have ears, let them hear. Uh, and But some people just haven't gotten it yet. But, but the Holy Spirit, it talks about, what does it say? Uh, how will they know if they haven't heard? And therefore, you need preachers and, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There's a message to be communicated, you have to actually like communicate it and you have to actually spend time with that individual and, and cultivate a strong enough relationship to where they would receive it and actually, you know, listen to you and follow your lead, that sort of thing. It's good. And I mean, when you said that, it made me think, okay, God gave us his word, which is written down for us to Mm -hmm. to read. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's something about reading words on paper that, um, or digital, uh, that seeps into your mind. But I, I, I still say, I don't know what it is. Maybe just because I'm the generation that grew up just watching TV. Um, and so when I see something on a screen, it just still doesn't hold the same weight uh, as I'm reading something in paper. But that's just probably. So uh, what I'm getting at is another way to communicate with people is to write stuff down for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know those, some of the most valuable stuff we've done as families is in communication is write letters to each other mm-hmm. when we need to, or write out our family goals on the walls because that's constantly communicating to you. It's right there for you to read again and to see it. It's not shouting at you. It's not, you don't have to listen. You know, you see it and you interpret it. But I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot of value. So even in business, you know, if you go to a meeting, and someone's up there talking, you might hear them, but if they also give you a sheet where there's three points and you take notes, oh yeah, it, it just, you're, oh, it, that communication went to a whole nother level when mm-hmm. there's notes that you take or a handout that you value that made sense to you, you know? And so communication uh, can be also aided, especially in a home, by writing stuff down, sharing your feelings. I know my wife, I used to be really good at writing her notes and letters. Mm-hmm. meant a lot to her, right? Yeah. Te- a text doesn't quite do the same no, thing. You know, doesn't. hey, I'm thinking of you today. It means a little bit, but you take the time to get a card or write in your own handwriting, whether it looks good or not, it doesn't matter. It's your own handwriting and you give them a note or a handwritten letter. You do that for your kids. Man, that's going to speak volumes. Publix. Publix makes the best commercials. I still want to know who's doing these Publix commercials because they're on a whole nother level, right? And they just had a new one come out where the daughter goes back to school 
And, you know, she opens her lunchbox and it's a note in there that says yeah. like, you know, uh, proud of you today. Oh, first man. teenage daughter. Yeah. And she's like, kind of hides it, I think. I didn't watch the commercial real carefully, but I saw it in the corner of my eye and I almost got tears, not even paying that much attention to it because what happens is dad's at home that night and he's cooking in the refrigerator and she had put a note on what she, oh. <laughs> she knew he would grab and it said, I'm proud of you too. Oh, and he just looks goodness. at it and doesn't turn around. You know, he's about to choke up. Daughter's back there smiling. So I'm like, wow, you know, so just a little handwritten note can communicate volumes, right? Ah. And God gave us his word to read. I love it. Yeah, God spoke to us through word. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Jesus Christ is called the word, you know? Yeah. And, oh, it's beautiful. And that's why I think the gospel is so amazing. I'm talking about the gospel of God's grace that although we didn't deserve his mercy, his kindness, Mm -hmm. his love, he showed us that in sending his own son, demonstrated his own love for us in this. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Anyways, but like, I know that God loves me. I know that because of his word. And then like, so I value what he, he says to do and the commandments he gives. So I follow him, you know, and the Proverbs and that, that's like, I know God cares for me. He has his best intentions for me. So I'm going to follow him when I hear his voice. You take that down the line to families and you're talking about writing letters to your wife or exchanging letters with your family members or, you know, lunchbox, all the above. and Man, they know dad loves them. You know, they know, mom knows uh, she's loved by dad. All, all the above. Everyone's loved. And so, uh, and then I, you took it even further. You're talking about notes on the chalkboard. So your, your family has a mission statement, correct? Yeah. So you're saying like, this is what our family's about. You're communicating that to our family. This is what we're about. You know, I've seen it in the movies where it's like, marshals aren't quitters, Yeah. you know, yeah. or something like that. So that, that, that's their family motto. So. It's like one of those things they live and die by is, well, we don't quit. Yeah. We get it done, stuff like that, which is good to, to a degree. You know, it can get a little unhealthy, I think. But what's cool is your yeah. family knows you love and you care about them and you put this mission out there and they're like, no, that's a good mission. It's clearly been communicated to me. This is why our family believes. This, yeah. So this is what we're about. And so we're going to be about that. Well, that makes sense within the business realm too. I know over the past, you know, a couple decades, mission and vision statements have been all the rave, you know, Mm -hmm. for for every company to do that. And it's a good thing if you do it well and you stick to it and all your branding and work and messaging goes into that. I love (laughs) it. It's true, right? It's a filter, you know? Yeah. And that's what, it makes me, for for me here at the church where I work, I need to go back to that often and say, Mm -hmm. why am I doing what I'm doing? Okay, wait, no, here's our vision mission, which has come from God's word and, Mm -hmm. you know, to our pastors and and all that, but I, I have that and I can look at it and constantly go back and say, okay, this clarifies with me what's important right mm-hmm. now. And so, yeah, when we do that in our relationships, in our families, whether it's a mission statement or the weekly meetings, I know we talked about that. It's funny because our last podcast was on fighting fair or not. And so we're kind of almost, <laughs> you know, near that topic uh, of communicate, how important communication is when it comes to avoiding <laughs> Yeah. Having these arguments and sometimes fights, right? So if you have those weekly meetings where you talk through stuff and you talk about what's important this week, I mean, I do that, especially now as my kids are getting older, I'm amazed at how much we need to talk about just the schedule today. Like, okay, so are you going to be home tonight? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. uh, So-and-so going to be home. Okay. So we need to plan a dinner. And okay, how... uh, 
do y'all want to watch uh, such and such show tonight? Because, I mean, even that'll cause a breakdown. Like, oh, I was going to watch this show, you know? Uh-huh. So we, we've we learned to really communicate well about a lot of things if we want it to go smoothly. If we don't, someone's going to get their feelings hurt. Well, uh, are there any, like, tools you use? Because I, I have some friends, and I asked them just for the podcast, what's some tools you use to communicate as a family? That Like some apps. They had Family Wall is mm-hmm. one where you can put especially for older kids who have work schedules, you can yeah. put your work schedule on there. You kind of know what each other's doing. And then also uh time tree is another one they, they recommended. So it's kind of neat that there's yeah. cool little apps out there that can help you know each other's uh, schedules at least. And then also like have a, a group text yeah. within that app, uh, you know, might be better than just in your normal text thread app, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I don't have those, but those sound great. What were they again? Oh, uh, family, family wall. And they said, you may like time tree better. Okay. Time tree, family wall and time tree. I might check those out. Cause yeah, I mean something good that would help us if we would use it, you know, but there's tools that, um, we have found just like, uh, our calendar sitting down and looking at our, our calendars all together Mm -hmm. and talking about special things coming up and being sure we're clear for that. But you know, our kids are older, so it is, kind of important that we remind them to ask off of work or, or plan, right. you know, Blackout help dates. them plan their more adult-like schedules to, to fit with the whole family. But when your kids are younger, still, I mean, it's huge to look at and think uh, what's coming up, what's big, what's exciting, you know, when they're tests, when, are, um, when mm-hmm. we get a break and some downtime. Um, yeah, vacation, all yeah. that. Yes, for sure. I like this funnel. I'm, I feel like we're going from the 30,000-foot view down to like ordering the the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month sort of yeah. thing, stuff like that. So important. Um, well, I kind of want to back up, though, just a little bit, because I heard this guy say this. This is a guy who's a recent, he, he just became a Christian. He said, before I became a Christian, life was all about me. My purpose in life was to make me feel good. So he wasn't serving other people. But he says, after I became a Christian, it's it's become all about utility. Like, am I useful? So how can I serve my wife? How can I serve my child? How can I be a value when we're going to the hospital, this, that, and the other? So I love that. That became his own little mission. Um, and then another couple, this was cool. Just before they got married, he was at a business meeting, a business sort of seminar thing. He was teaching them how to write a missions, mission statement for his business. And he was like, well, that's not the thing that's in trouble right now. It's actually, even though we're about to get married, I can, I can tell something's not right. So he, he uh, wrote it for him and his fiance. And he called her up and he said, hey, this is what I want our life to look like. This is how I want to serve people through our marriage, through, you know, our money and this, that, and the other. And it was cool that they got on like the same page and they had a, a plan to move forward. And I've even heard stories of children, you know, who uh, they're not, they're just floating. They're floating in life. And the parents aren't taking the lead. But all of a sudden, the dad gets an idea. Okay, we're going to support a local mission. And so that's going to be our purpose. And so get on board. And next thing you know, they start serving. And um, I don't know, things get exciting. And all of a sudden, the kids are, they're not as uh, lured away by all the temptations of the world and this, that, the other. I even saw it just recently, the youth coming back from this mission trip. We haven't been able to do a mission trip in like three years since before the pandemic. And to see, they got so much out of it because they haven't done one in three years. Almost we forget what it's like to serve. Anyways, I just like, I like it when families get a purpose and a plan and they start to move forward 
And then it feels like everything underneath that, they're ordering their own little private worlds together as a community yeah. and things get, uh, they get good. Yeah. That reminds me of this. I mean, this past Sunday I had the opportunity to preach mm-hmm. pastors out of town on vacation and just talking about Jesus, how he was so ordered. I mean, when you look into the gospel mm-hmm. more closely, oh, yeah. you see like he knew what he was doing down to the day, yes. the minute. You know, but that was because he was communicating with the Father. He had that close relationship with him, which created incredible mission and vision and serving others. Oh my goodness, who who served better? But it, so as families, yeah, like Daniel said, as when we become believers, uh, a lot of us maybe have been believers for a long time in Christ. But do we have a mission and a vision from the Lord for our family to say, God, you know, we don't want to waste our time here. We we don't want to, mm-hmm. you know just fit you in on Wednesdays or Sundays mm-hmm. and say, Hey, this has been good God, but now we're back to, you know, making it on our own. I don't think any of us would say that intentionally, but we might live that way in our families versus mm-hmm. slowing down, communicating with the father first and getting that direction for your family as mom and dad and a vision for serving others, maybe serving at your church, but serving your community, serving your family, extended family, whatever it may be that you create a, better picture for your kids of, of what, <laughs> what following Christ looks like. And, mm. and that comes again. I mean, I know we're talking about communication, but that's, this is part of it because you're communicating a message to your family. I mean, it's, and okay, we started out talking about work and management, but I mean, all of us want to work somewhere where we feel like our work matters, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. that more valuable Wait. probably than money even like, mm-hmm. you know, I am changing the world. Mm-hmm. While I'm I work here, a greater purpose, and yeah, yeah I, I just I love the work I do here. That's you know that can happen in our home mm-hmm. where our kids are like, I am proud of my family, man. Yeah. We are we're on mission with God, and so but that a lot of it again comes down to communicating what's important, communicating your schedules, communicating when we're off track, mm-hmm. and gently helping us get back on. Yeah, very good, very good. Good. That's has been orders, a lot yeah. for two guys to talk. Yeah. <laughs> without Jennifer. We miss you, Jennifer. She'll be back next week. <laughs> no, it's real good. I, Yeah, I love all that stuff, man. And beaches and movies, those are probably my favorite part is when the leader rallies a group of people. But the way they do it isn't by going, all right, I'm going to get on out there. You know, like I'm thinking of Braveheart. I'm thinking of when, you know, Bruce Willis's character or whatever roused his whole troop of people to fight and they, you know, beat insurmountable odds and or in uh, Lord of the Rings when they, yeah, there's a great speech and he's splinters. Oh man, I love all that stuff. But it actually means like understanding the situation, understanding your own thoughts, conveying a message to people, like actually communicating really good stuff. All right. Well, hey, listen, this has been fun. Thank you, Daniel. Good insight. And... We're going to wrap it up here. We would love to hear from you at any point in time. You want to share some feedback, give us um, ideas for uh, more topics on building disciples at home. I hope you're enjoying this. You can always let us know uh, how we're doing at 678-653-2360 or email at anchored at harpscrossing.com. We appreciate you joining us. And until next time, stay anchored. Steve Podcast Productions.